1: It's the first
0: of BBL 6 and never has it been more timed to perfection. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cricket Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your co-host Andrew Mensel. Joining me as ever is Paul Dennett. Paul, how are you?
1: Good. Tired. I watched the cricket last night but I'm happy. Happy the cricket's back.
0: Happy the cricket's back. And you just heard Ben McDermott smashing the renegades all around the park in a famous century. And now Ben joins us on the podcast as our next guest on the Winter Series. Ben, how are you?
2: Good, guys. Yeah, a little bit tired as well. Myself, watching a little bit of the cricket and struggling today. But yeah, no, going well. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, great to have you on. Uh, So um, for the listeners out there, Ben has just been selected in a 26-man squad to potentially tour England later in the year for T20s and ODIs. Ben's also played 12 times for Australia in the T20 format. Now, Ben, we're starting off all these interviews by asking our guests, what is your favourite moment in cricket so far?
2: Um, I think that uh, in... In yourself, just just what you said. Um, playing my first game of T Twenty cricket for Australia in Dubai, I think that was that was definitely the highlight so far. It's um, yeah, I, I managed to get a, a catch or two in the first innings, then finished finished the, finish it off with the bat and hit the ring, winning runs with Darcy Short at the other end. So that was that was probably the highlight of my career so far, making my um, Australian T Twenty debut.
0: I bet. And uh, on the other side, what what's been a sort of the toughest day for you in cricket?
2: I'd say actually about a week after that, I think i, I recognised the highs and lows of international cricket. That that week we played um, we played Pakistan in a three match series, and I ran myself out three times in a row. So that was definitely um, <laughs> the downfall, and and I realised quickly then of uh, the highs and lows of um, international cricket.
0: Now tell me, when you're walking off and you've been run out for a third time in a row, well, what, what's going through your mind?
2: Um, the first two were. I sort of just brushed it off and I was like oh yeah it happens but then the third one I sort of got in a mix up with Maxi I thought there was a run there and he he called me back but the the first two were just blatantly my fault you know hitting to mid off and running so that was just a bit of nerves I guess and but yeah that third one really hurt <laughs> I thought I was hitting the ball pretty nice I think I was on 20 odd as well so yeah that was that was frustrating What about this um the 26 man squad that you've just been named in uh, were you expecting that? Was that a, out of the blue? Yeah, I didn't actually know that we were going to be touring. I, I think it's more, it's obviously still up in the air whether that's going to go forward or not. So hopefully that does. But yeah, that was a big surprise. I only I only sort of uh, found out about the day before. A few boys were talking about it, and there might might have been a few um, whispers of it. Um, you know, being an extended squad, squad first of all, and then and yeah, yeah, found out the next day from from George Bailey that that I was in it. So. Yeah, exciting to be part of that twenty-six men squad and in there, you know, in the front of their their minds for uh, limited overs cricket.
1: Normally, they probably cut it down to
2: fifteen or sixteen, but the indication this time is that it might be bigger. Have you got any idea what the final size will be? I'm not exactly sure, but I'd I'd imagine that they'd want to take. Uh, we'll, you know, be cautious of of uh, how how many they take because they can't really replace people like they used to. So. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine um, what what that will be, but I don't think it'll be the the standard sixteen, be a bit more. I reckon.
0: You said George Bailey um reached out to you to tell you about your selection. I guess uh, did he give you an idea of what sort of role they're looking at? Is it is it that sort of finishing role in the middle order?
2: Yeah, that's generally what I've been doing in T Twenty cricket. You know, it's pretty stacked up the top there with you know a lot of good a lot of good players, so um, and a lot of good players missing out in that as well. So. Yeah, that's been my role in the last sort of year or so is playing in the middle and trying to get as much game time as I can there and, you know, being exposed to that middle order and how tough it can be at times. So hopefully I can sort of nail that and, and try and lock in a spot there for, for the future.
0: Yeah, it's good that George Bailey's now a selected because you would have played, you know, a lot of cricket with him. So he would know your game really well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. No, he's a really good bloke and I really enjoy playing with him. Was, yeah, he he's he just great to bat with. He just sort of talks you through your whole innings, so... Um, he's going to be missed, sorely. I'm, I'm going to miss batting with him, and at the same time, it's it's nice to know that he's up there for the selective role and, and can give me as much information as he sort of can. And easy to talk to, sort of guy.
0: Yeah, don't try his funky stance, though, would you, Ben? With the bat <laughs> to the ball, I'm not sure about the merits of that one.
2: <laughs> Neither am I. Man. I don't think he, he was either, but <laughs> no, nah, he's he's um he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a, he loves trying new things. So I'm sure there was a method to his madness there. <laughs>
0: Now, uh, have you given any thought to what it would be like going to England? I mean, we were talking about the cricket we were watching overnight, England and the West Indies, you know, they're in a bubble, so yeah. to speak. Have you, you know, cast your mind forward about what that could look like for you?
2: Yeah, you, you don't have to look too far. You sort of just see what the Test guys are doing over there at the moment. I reckon it'd be very similar. I could imagine that it'd be sort of, you know, those, those two grounds. I'm not sure how many grounds have hotels at the ground, but I know that, those, that old Trafford and Hampshire. Have hotels at their ground. So, yeah, I, I'd imagine that it'd be really exciting and, and you know, um, good places to stay.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, last summer, uh, I saw you had a go, you were given the captaincy for a couple of domestic one day games for Tasmania. Uh, I know there was a few people unavailable, yep. but that must have been, I guess, a big boost to be, you know, seen in that way. And, and what was it like sort of with your first experience in leadership?
2: Yeah, it was. Um, it was difficult i I'd, I'd, I'd never done it before at that level obviously um I'd done it a lot previously at club level and stuff like that but you know ne- never like that we've got a lot of good players to choose from and and you, you can't really go too wrong with i mean you just have to look back and see what you know captains before me did with bowling changes et cetera and that was that was all that needed to be done it was just a matter of choosing when to bowl your best bowlers and and you know when you needed boys spin and yeah just stuff like that it wasn't too hard it wasn't uh rocket science but I found I felt I really enjoyed it we um won one out of two so um no it was nice to do it and nice to know that they, they uh, backed me in for that sort of stuff before that when you uh, made the move down to Tasmania um a few
1: years before what was what was behind that and what was it like moving away for a, at such a young age
2: yeah it was difficult uh, I only moved down a rookie contract so that was financially that was a tough move and and the. Uh, Big decision to make moving away from home at that age without you know the, the financial backing too much. But I was I was delisted from Queensland, so that was that was a pretty easy decision. Where I, I just I had to be in a cricket environment where I thought I'd be best. I, that's where I thought I'd be best off. I think that you know you're not really going to improve too much from from being out of the squad and um, you know coming in and training in club cricket and trying to force your way back in that way as a as an eighteen year old. So I thought that yeah I'd get into I'd stay into the cricket system and and be there full time and managed to you know get a get a few game. get a game in Shield cricket at the end of the first year on rookie contract and sort of did really well there at the MCG and um, held my spot there for the next five games and ended up getting an upgrade anyway. So it was a nice, nice little reward at the end of that rookie contract.
0: Mm. It seems like there's a really tight knit unit in in Tasmania with the cricket community.
2: It is, yeah. It's it's what obviously one of the only um, premier sports down here at the moment, like. Uh, in terms of being televised, etc. So um AFL's massive, but it's nice to, you know, have the, the, the backing of our full state as in we, we we try and get up there for a few games here and there for Big Bash up in Launceston and obviously play all the rest of our home games in, in Hobart which is which is a really strong um, fan base. So yeah, really really strong fan base throughout the, the state of Tasmania. It's it's been excellent so far.
0: They love the Canes.
2: I do, yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> up in Launceston. But no, Hobart's has um, got a really good fan base behind him as well.
1: Do you ever look back on previous
2: generations and wonder what it, have, what it would have been
1: like to play back when you had a long, uninterrupted Sheffield Shield season and you could really focus on um, red ball cricket? It's such a haphazard thing now. Do you look back and, and wonder what it would have been like?
2: Um, not really. I think it's really exciting how the cricket's sort of heading at the moment. But I guess it is, it, yeah, I reckon your game would probably get better if you just if you constantly played the same format over and over again. But, but I, I really enjoy the, the chopping and changing and playing different formats. It just improves you, I think. And I think it makes some of my best shield, uh, shield innings have been off the back of Big Bash. So it's, it just changes you and it makes you play differently and sometimes it makes you play more aggressively as well. So not really, but yeah, it is interesting to sort of think about.
0: Yeah, we were talking actually before you came on about, you know, maybe the Sheffield Shield and the IPL might go sort of head to head Mm. later in this year and um, maybe some of our domestic players would would have to go and play the IPL instead of the Shield. But I think that would be good preparation. I mean, the IPL is such a high standard. It wouldn't really matter.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that the only thing that you might have to worry about there is, is some of the players that, that are going away for us, are they going to be in the best eleven in all those IPL teams and they're going to miss out on domestic cricket and they're going to just sort of be training in IPL franchises and instead of playing domestic cricket, that's probably the only worry there. But I reckon yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty decent cricket and you're gonna get pretty exposed no matter where you go. So yeah, interesting year. So I'm I'm just I'm interested to see how it all fold, folds uh, folds out.
0: Yeah, I think sort of Generally, you don't want players preferring overseas tournaments to domestic tournaments, but I think this year we just have to throw that out the window.
2: That's it. I mean, yeah, it's just interesting to see how this schedule is going to shape up and like this, um, whatever number they're going to take to England as well, that's those, sort of, those players that are not in the best 11, they're going to be missing out on domestic cricket as well. So, and they're your, your, sort of, your, your best players um, in the country, limited overs cricket missing out on some shield cricket at home. So, yeah, as I said, interesting year. I'm, I'm looking forward to how they, they go about it. I know Cricket Australia will be thinking about that sort of stuff as well. So we'll see how it all fan, pans out. Have you given
1: any thought to, uh, if you do make the the final squad for England, what it'll be like under fairly draconian um, lockdown rules? It looks like it'd be probably, I don't know, three weeks where you'd be playing cricket and basically not doing much else. How, how would you approach that?
2: Do you like video games? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. But I love that sort of stuff. I I could just play cricket all year round. So, um, yeah, I I'd, I'd just throw myself at the cricket. I I don't really think that it'd be too much of a hassle for me. I I love it. So, yeah, that'd that'd be be probably right up my alley to be honest.
0: <laughs> now, Ben, one of my, you know, enduring memories of you is that beautiful 114 against the Gates uh, in early 2017. At one point, the Hurricanes were needing like 14, 15, and over, and, and you ended up just smashing your team to victory. Was that sort of the best you've ever hit him?
2: Yes, I'd say. I'd say I I haven't had many of those sort of days or nights where you know every cricketer sort of says that they've they've had that. Sort of um, feeling where you can't really miss the middle of the bat and everything's sort of going your way, and that was that was one of those nights for me. And yeah, very very nice, um, you know, exciting game. And um, I just wish I could have been there at the end with with Stuart Broad winning runs, but um, yeah, it was just it was just all going my way. And um, miss hits were dropping shorter fielders, and miss hits were just going just over the, the rope for six. And found myself in the middle of the bat a lot of the time as well. So that was yeah, that was that was a good night, I think. A lot of cricketers can say that they've had those sort of days where they've just they've, they've zoned in and, and they just don't feel like getting out.
0: I think part of one of the challenges to being a good batter in T20 cricket is when the asking rate is starting to sort of go up and up, you've still got to try and keep you cool, don't you?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think at that stage of my career, if it was around eight or ten and over, it could have been a different story. It was just going up and there was just no... there there was no choice you just had to go get after every ball Um, and it got to that stage where Bales again I was batting with Bales and he just sort of of said we've we've got to go there's no other option and uh, I remember going out before that innings as well Damien Wright our coach at the time just said was really calm and just said have fun Um, just just go out there and smack it so I, I think that that was that was massive for me just I just couldn't, I had no choice but to just slog every ball and it sort of just came off and um, that was the beauty of it. Was the impact on that, was it a life-changing innings? Did you notice things different? You're
1: on the radar of a lot of people much more after that. Did it, did it change your life? Uh,
2: oh, I wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't say it changed my life. It, it, I, I knew, I felt like it was It was going to help um, in games going forward where I'd sort of locked in that position for the Hurricanes but yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. It just, it just felt like I'd locked, locked in a position for the Hurricanes at that stage, and I, you know, I'd, I'd won a game for them, so that was, that was probably the best part about it. But I didn't feel like it was going to, to change everything. I knew that there was still plenty of work to do, and it still is. So yeah.
1: You've had a couple of interesting, um, what I'd would imagine were would interesting overseas experiences in in 2018. One was the, the Canadian T20 tournament that you played in for for Winnipeg. Um, what was that experience like?
2: Yeah, I, I sort of went in blind for that. I think um, I didn't even know whether we were going to be based in Winnipeg or I'd, I'd heard stories about um, Winnipeg being really, clo- really cold and a tough place to live. But um, yeah, no, it was, that was a really exciting tournament. We just were based in uh, Toronto there and played at the one ground and played some really, some good sides and and um, managed to play with David Miller and David Warner in my side. And that was yeah, that was an awesome experience. I was over in England at the time playing club cricket and I just, yeah, I, remembered. I i I forgot that I went into the draft and just woke up one morning and saw my name pop up and um, ended up going over to Canada for four weeks, which was really exciting and, yeah, I loved it.
0: We're here with Ben McDermott, Australian and Tasmanian cricketer. Ben, so we talked about your selection in the Australian T20 side. Now, the the World T20 has been delayed in Australia, but that must be a big aim for you personally and for the whole T20 side. Sort of focused on winning that T20 World Cup.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I think for me, that's that's pinnacle. I think playing a World Cup would be definitely. One of the bucket list things, and in, in my career, so I'm really looking forward to trying to getting those opportunities to lock down my spot in the middle order. There, that's that's pretty much the main goal. So, hopefully, I can do that in, in the in this sort of um, up and coming tour of England. If I get the get the nod,
0: and when you since you've been in the Aussie squad a few times, what are the things you've really picked up about being in that team?
2: Um, well, not to run yourself out for one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you just you just learn off those sort of David Warner, Steve Smith, those guys. You're playing with them, and and you just you just pick up little things of how they play and how they go about it, and and how how differently they go about it as well. And you need to you need to just play your own way, and you you got to play your own game. You can't be trying to do anything that you can't be trying to mimic David Warner. You can't be trying to mimic Steve Smith. You got to go about it in your own way. And I think that's that's the main thing I've sort of got out of playing with those those guys. You need to do it your own way and, and play your own game. That's what's what, what got you there and that's what's going to keep you there.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't want to try and mimic Steve Smith. That would be tough, <laughs> his technique. Uh, what, about, what about the, um, the specialisation now we're seeing? So, for example, Chris Lynn, probably only a couple of years older than you, decided he would focus on white ball cricket. Uh, have you sort of ever thought that's a possibility for you or are you really dead set on, on playing all forms?
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think that's always been the goal is to play three formats of cricket. So, yeah, I, I can I I know what what it's like. What it's it's really enjoyable. I mean, it's it's really enjoyable playing white ball cricket all the time. And I understand where he's coming from there, but I I I've always wanted to don the baggy green, and that's that's why I play. So, it is nice playing T20 cricket and um, being included in this one day T20 squad. But um, the ultimate goal is to play Test cricket. So. Yeah, I've never never really thought about it too often.
0: And and then are you are you sort of looking at then how you can um, improve your your red ball game. You, you know, you've sort of played thirty matches. You're averaging about thirty. I guess you'd be looking to push that up.
2: Definitely, it's um it's not the easiest place to bat down here in um in our uh, Bell Oval. But yeah, that that's definitely it's definitely tricky and it's a balancing act where you need to survive down here and and really get to day Three and four, where you can cash in, and the wicket gets a bit flatter, and then cash in when you get when you go away. So um, I think all our all our young players that have sort of come up and started their careers down here when the wicket's been um, really spicy, and over the last sort of four years, I think those those guys are all you know high twenties around around thirty as well. So it's it's pretty difficult down in Tassie, but. I think we're sort of coming up with ways how we can combat that and we can play really well down here as well. So, yeah, we're just looking forward to, to this year and hopefully it, it, we can get a lot of cricket in.
1: One other question. Back on uh, 2018 when you were, had your stint um, for East Molsey in the Summit, Surrey Premier League, how was yep. that? It looked like it must have been fun. You got a century to conclude. But I noticed in there as well there was a game that you guys got bowled out for 28.
2: Um, what was that like? Yeah, yeah that was uh, an <laughs> interesting game as well. Yeah, that, that, that we just kept falling over. I don't know. I don't really know what happened. It's another one of those not days where um, I think a bowler had a day out and he just didn't miss the stumps, and we just kept missing it. So that was an interesting game um, and an interesting summer for me as well. I, I just really struggled with the bat. I came good towards the end after I got back from Canada. But to start that summer off, I had a stint and I could not score a run. I had another stint in England where that was a very similar case with Henley Cricket Club in uh, 2000. And 14, I think that
0: it was. Where Ashton Agar so. played as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was sort of it was through a, a cricket Australia academy where we'd go over and, and we'd train with Hampshire or at their facilities, and then we'd all go off in different clubs and play club cricket for this summer. So, yeah, that, my my English club career hasn't been too good to date. <laughs>
0: yeah, and is <laughs> that just the, the the ball coming onto the bat? I played a season in England, and it really different the way the I don't know. I just found the way the ball came onto the bat really different. Was that your sort of feeling?
2: Yeah, I, growing up in Australia, you used to the pace on the ball. And in England, it's complete opposite. So um, it was just a change for me. And yeah, like I said, I came good towards the end. I, I started to get the hang of it and um, managed to get a few away. But yeah, just growing up in Australia, it was just completely different. It was spinning and keeping low and slow as well. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was an eye-opener and um, definitely helped me in, in growing as a cricketer, I if
0: you get a crack on them again, yeah,
1: <laughs> I was oh, going to say the same thing. Presumably, um, when you do the next play in England, even you know, hopefully at the highest level, that experience will be something you can draw on.
2: That's it. Yeah, I think you only learn from time in the middle, and I think that's that's yeah, definitely a massive part. You you can't really substitute that in training in the nets. You just have to be um, out in the middle, and I think that's the only way that that I learn and um, get better. So yeah. I, you can go back on that and, and put it in the bank and hopefully get better from it and see, see some more results when we when we get up to that level.
0: Now, Ben, I'm going to come clean. Uh, Paul and I are quite a bit older than you. Um, so, <laughs> so we were fortunate enough to see your dad play a lot for Australia when he was growing up. He was leading the attack, Craig McDermott, of course, took almost 300 test wickets. Has he, has he had an influence on your cricket career?
2: Uh, yes, mm, big time. Yeah. Yep, so you hey. talk to him a lot. Yeah, yeah, big time. I think, um, yeah, one of, the, one of the only reasons why I sort of started playing was was um, for that reason. So, yeah, um, talk to him a lot still and, and talk, bounce ideas off him about my game. And, yeah, when I, when I can, he, he's he's very good to talk to about cricket.
0: I guess you wouldn't have many memories, though. I think he, he was probably retired, you know, when yeah. you could so have you gone back and watched the highlights of him, you know, the mid-80s taking on the Windies and stuff?
2: Oh, you see odd highlights in his, a few of his stories. But, yeah, I, I've got no memories personally. But just seeing highlights on TV and stuff like that, you, you know he's got – he had some talent. So.
0: I actually had dinner with your dad um in the 93 Ashes tour. He had to come home with an injury – and I was friends with the team manager. So we all had dinner together and your dad was shattered having to leave the ashes to her. Uh, I and mean, was, yeah, shattering for him. But uh, have you? did he still talk about the Windies in Adelaide 93, the ball brushing his helmet, you know, Christmas dinners? Does he still complain about that decision?
2: <laughs> no, I've never heard that story
1: once. That's <laughs> <laughs> interesting be interested because it's something that's frustrated men as me well for a long time because we both, so Australia needed two to win. And your dad got given out and were sure that it hit his helmet. And if there was press, it would have been challenged, would have been overturned, Australia would have won, um, would have been a famous series win because the West Indies hadn't lost for 13 years. So you should raise it with him next time
2: you have any dinner with him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely will, actually. I, he, I'm surprised he never told me that story, actually. He probably has, but might have been over a few too many at Christmas or something. <laughs> I
0: think he's trying to forget. I think he's trying to forget. Uh, there was that one and there was oh, there was a frustrating game at the SCG against South Africa where he, your dad came in and smashed 20 or 30 in a, in a tight chase and almost got Australia over the line, but that was the match Damien Martin got out. So, yeah, look, you, your dad's got lots of stories for this Christmas. Uh, ben, we are ending every winter series with a few quick questions on, you know, if you're made the god of cricket and you can rule on these things. So the, the first question is, I have a thing in the Big Bash that when the crowd catches the six, they should be able to keep the ball. Do you think this is a good idea?
2: Baseball option. Yeah, I don't mind it. That's that's good. I like that. And I, hopefully they can bring a new ball out as well. So it's just a bit harder off the bat. Yeah, I reckon like with it, yep.
0: a standard <laughs> ball like in baseball, it's kind of roughly six, seven overs old, that kind of ball. Hard but not too shiny. Crowd yep. catches it, they just give you a new one.
1: Like it. I'm all for it. What about the... Um, the length of the games in the big bash it's now gone to fourteen games, I kind of like it a lot of people don't what, what do you think of that
2: uh it needs i think it needs to be expand. i th- I think we need to play it over more time it was it was very tight i like as I'd play as many games as possible, but just i just need we just need more time i think it was just a touch tight this year and I think that has expanded a little bit and there's more there's more time to play those games so um, i'm 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 really enjoying the fourteen games and and yeah, I think that's that's uh, it's ex- expanded. So, I'm liking this schedule coming up.
0: What about DRS in the Big Bash? Should it be there?
2: I'm going to say yes. It, it, um, I mean, it's it's gonna it was it's a really expensive tool, but I think it's it's really worth it. So, yes, I, I like that as well. I do too. What about
1: four four <laughs> day
2: test matches? Would you be a fan of those? Um, no, no. I think just just last night is um backs that up i reckon that was that was a spectacular game cricket so five days
0: which ball do you like to play with in the shield they've ditched the duke ball for next summer do you have a preference dukes or kookaburra
2: kookaburra (laughs) any day of the week yep Yep. (laughs) yep kookaburra every day of the week just comes off just comes off about nicer and doesn't move as much so
0: i can imagine the duke ball in in down in hobart would be pretty tricky
2: Yuck. yeah, yep, it's no, no fun at all. <laughs> and just lastly, um, who's the best bowler you've ever faced? Rashid Khan, uh, I think, in um, T20 cricket. And well, it's going to be, have to be domestically through four-day cricket, but oh, I'll just leave it at Rashid Khan. There's so many good bowlers around Australia at the moment with the red bull. So, <laughs> yeah, Rashid Khan, probably the best all-up I've faced. Yeah, he, he looks so
0: difficult, so quick through the air.
2: Yeah, no, his, his variations are so subtle as well, but they do so much off the wicket. It's hard to pick up, especially if you're not at a night game. It's it's tough to see where his misters going and where he's, where, he's, um, where he's releasing it from. So, yeah, he's he's tough to pick.
0: Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us on the Winter Series. It's been really great talking to you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. That was, that was enjoyable.
0: Best of luck uh, preparing for a possible tour in next summer and uh, we'll see you around the domestic cricket hey, scene.
2: Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Thank you.
0: That was Ben McDermott, Australian T20 player and Tasmanian star. Oh, that was interesting, wasn't it, Paul? Yeah, it was
1: great. Um, it's interesting how successful people don't need to dig themselves up. If I was Craig McDermott, I would have sat down with my son and taken him through every single Test match I'd ever played in. Um, so I suppose when you've had that much,
0: especially when he, especially when he dismissed Viv yeah, Richards or yeah. something, you know, you'd be having him on every Christmas. Yeah, yeah I'd have
1: my whole highlights up every Christmas. Um, so. Yeah, just <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was interesting how um they haven't really discussed his career so much, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was enjoyable chatting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um whether Ben gets picked for this this tour of England. It's going to be a weird tour if it goes ahead, uh, but he has uh, you know we talked about that innings that hundred that he scored that just was magical. Um, and I think whenever you see a player c- that can do that, then you can never never t- never take them lightly. And um. Certainly wouldn't be out of place that in, in the years to come for him to become a, a fixture in the Australian uh, short-form short games.
0: Absolutely. And we've commentated him on, uh, during a Shield match, and I'm actually very impressed with his technique. It's very classical. He's got a nice straight bat in defence. So the sky's the limit for Ben McDermott. He's only 25. And, uh, yeah, that's another Winter Series episode done. Uh, you can find us on social media at Oz Cricket Pod. That's AUS Cricket Pod. Go onto our YouTube page, Cricket Unfiltered, for our YouTube show. And I guess we'll be back soon, Paul. Yep. Um, that was fun. Thank you, listeners. Bye bye.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.